Welcome back to our continued studies in Proverbs. This episode finds us in Proverbs chapter 3. Have your Bible ready? Proverbs chapter 3. In this class, we will be concerned with the first eight verses in Proverbs chapter 3. Now, what have we discovered so far? That Proverbs are God's text messages, truth for right living, in brief capsule statements, not lengthy essays or long discourses. The foundational attitude to start is the fear of the Lord. That's an attitude of respect for God that includes a healthy dread of displeasing Him. There is around us the noise of the world, the culture, the media, the busyness of daily routines and attractions. What we need to listen for is wisdom crying out in the streets. God wants our attention, and when we hunger and thirst for His righteousness, we can be receptive to His wisdom. All that brings us now to chapter 3 in Proverbs Listen to the first eight verses. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Now, let me begin with a point to be made based on how this passage reads. Particularly in verse 8. I want to start with verse 8. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Let me ask, is this a promise of physical health? We need to address that first because a superficial reading of the verse might lead to that idea. And second, there are religious leaders who receive a lot of trending play, who teach what is sometimes called the prosperity gospel that affirms this. They tell people, if you will just believe and be born again according to their directions, you will enjoy financial success and good health. Part of that earthly theology is to send checks to them. This is one of the passages they may bring up. Proverbs 3 and verse 8, It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So, before we do anything else with the passage, let's address this head on. I'll begin with a straight-up point that is reliant on real experience and observation. Have you ever known a God-fearing, kind, good person who suffers terribly? They get sick and suffer and die. They followed Bible teaching with great devotion, 
Of course you've seen that. It happens all the time that faithful Christians get sick and suffer and die. People who exhibited in their lives trust in the Lord that produced daily obedience. On display, in real life, all around us, there are people who have physical or financial difficulty without any evidence of any absence of faith or rebellion against God. That of itself begins the argument against the theology of prosperity gospel. It just doesn't happen. But to the context in Proverbs 3, what kind of health is under consideration in this paragraph, in this passage? Look through the passage and discover what kind of health is under consideration. Look at the words and the phrases, teaching, commandments, love, faithfulness, in the sight of God and man, trusting hearts, understanding, straight paths, turning away from evil. Now that doesn't sound medical or physical, does it? This isn't about physical health and wealth. This isn't worldly success, money in the bank and never getting a cold, no cancer, no virus. This is about spiritual health. It is about your personal relationship with God, the health of that relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Please, don't turn this into something the writer didn't intend. There are good, faithful people all over the pages of Bible history who got sick and suffered and died, but that was not caused by their unbelief or their personal sin. Therefore, the promise of Proverbs 3 and verse 8 is spiritual health. It concerns your relationship with God being what it ought to be, robust, strong, active, growing, with a powerful immune system. If I want that, if I want to be spiritually healthy, what does this passage say about that? First it says, don't forget what you've been taught. Now, there is, each of us can testify, an ordinary slip of the mind that may happen repeatedly, but isn't the same as this. Have you ever lost your keys or misplaced your cell phone? What about looking for your reading glasses only to find them parked on your head? Those are rather common, ordinary slips of the mind we all know about. This, in Proverbs 3 and verse 1, is something else. This is not someone getting up on Tuesday morning and saying, Oh no, I've forgotten the Word of God. I don't know what is right or wrong. I just can't remember. No. This is that gradual loss of valuing God's Word. This is a drifting that slowly takes us to a place where we've forgotten what it's all about. A healthy relationship with God requires that we are mindful of His claim on us all the time, that we never forget that. We go into every day remembering that. The Father says to His Son, Do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. There is this stubborn but high-value truth 
that we cannot escape that responding to God always involves obedience. God gives, He offers, we accept what He offers by obeying Him. No complicated theological system should be allowed to make that cloudy or objectionable or dim. Keep my commandments to be spiritually healthy. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. I want to stress here, this language is about spiritual health, long-term relationship with God. It isn't about how long you live on the earth. It is about how long you sustain and enjoy relationship with God. You can do that. You can enjoy relationship with God even if you die early. I grew up in my neighborhood and in the local church around the corner knowing a girl who was thoroughly devoted to God. Even under the typical peer pressure of her teenage years, she didn't move away from the activity of her faith in God. She married her childhood boyfriend, who became a soldier. There was a beautiful wedding at a church building when she was 18. She had already been diagnosed with cancer, but they married and she died at the age of 21. She didn't have length of days and years of life. And her last two years were very painful. Had she lived, she would be about 72 years old this year. Did she have length of days and years of life? Absolutely, she is with God now. This passage is about spiritual health. Think relationship with God. Lasting beyond earthly existence. So, if you want this long, eternal relationship with God that is healthy and prosperous, do not forget the teaching. Keep His commandments. And, it says further, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So, you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. If we are told to not let something forsake us, that really means hold tightly to it. Keep it. Keep steadfast love and faithfulness in your heart and life. How? One way is to do exactly what we're doing now. We are reading and considering God's text messages. We're doing that from that necessary attitude, the fear of the Lord. When you put something on around your neck, when you write something on your heart, you are not intending to let it go. You're treasuring, in this case, steadfast love for God and faithfulness to Him in your life. That's being valued when you hold it close. People talk about journals or journaling, and that can be good. But here, it is in an internal context. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Internal journaling. Write them on the tablet of your heart. What is all this based on? Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Trust in the Lord. Focus on that a moment. That's not just something to say. It is a way of thinking, hoping, living, reacting. Never in Proverbs do we get away from one's basic attitude toward God, the fear of the Lord, trusting the Lord, keeping his commandments. This is not just a flippant wave of the hand. Oh, I'll just trust the Lord. No, this is your fixed attitude about who God is. Your conviction about his grace, his watch and care, his wisdom that you can apply in your life. Not leaning on your own understanding, but trusting in the Lord, acknowledging him in all your ways. That keeps us on the straight path that he intends. Warnings are good for us. Verse 7. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. I think one of the pervasive failings of our time and all time is arrogance, thinking we know best, shutting the voice of wisdom out, leaning on our own understanding rather than trusting God and taking the path he has prepared for us through Christ. What will it be if I fear the Lord and turn away from evil, if I do everything positive that is conveyed by the Holy Spirit in this passage? What will it be for me? Here we are. We're back at verse 8. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Now remember what this is all about in this paragraph. This is not about being perfectly healthy and wealthy while here on earth. There is no such promise. Ask Job and Paul and Timothy and Epaphroditus or the innocent lepers in the Old Testament. Faithfulness to God has never been a guarantee of perfect health and wealth. The guarantee is when we fear the Lord and turn away from evil, Getting on the right path through Jesus Christ, we are able to be spiritually healthy and wealthy, loaded with heavenly treasure, long-term relationship with God even beyond death. So listen again to Proverbs 3, 1 through 8. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. I have three takeaways. Number one, let's examine ourselves with objective and determined humility. Is there any arrogance or self-assurance in me? 
that is moving me slowly away from the straight path. I cannot dismiss that possibility. You cannot dismiss that. Sometimes there are things like this we can easily detect in others. But we are blind to our own defects. Proverbs is a platform for us to privately but intensely look inside what is written on that tablet that is your heart. God is here in this text warning us of that spirit of arrogance and self-assurance and self-deception that keeps us from full spiritual health. Frank Sinatra was an excellent vocalist, though I think he didn't retire soon enough. At any rate, if I'm any judge of musical ability and vocal talent, Sinatra had it. But many of those well-known lyrics expressed an utterly worldly and humanistic point of view. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. My way. Do you remember these lyrics? I'm not going to sing it, I promise. And now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain, my friend. I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full. I've traveled each and every highway and more, much more than this. I did it my way. And it goes on and on. My opinion. One reason this song has been so popular is not just the vocal rendering the harmony and tone and all of that, but people identify with the lyrics. When the end is near, lots of folks can only say, I did it my way. But what can be said when the real end happens? That's the question that is ultimate. Then I want to talk about Trust. Trust. A.W. Tozier, I quote a lot. Tozier said, Pseudo-faith always arranges a way out to serve in case God fails us. Real faith knows only one way and gladly allows itself to be stripped of any second way or makeshift substitutes. For true faith, it is either God or total collapse. And not since Adam stood up on the earth has God failed a single man or woman who trusted him. Can I say that again? I'm quoting Tozier. And not since Adam stood up on the earth has God failed a single man or woman who trusted him. And then the third thing I want to say is, Take what we've studied together in Proverbs chapter 3 and write it down. Oh, you can write it on paper, but what's recommended here in the text? Write these things down internally, and you know what it will be? It'll be spiritual health that is captured by this imagery. It will be healing and refreshment to your spiritual body. Thank you so much for listening.